everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Um, my name is Aiden Ash. My pronouns are they, them. My name is Emerson. My pronouns are he, they. We're so excited to be here. Um, yeah, we are. I love, I <laughs> love doing this. I, it feels well. It's been a while for you. It's been two weeks for you. It's only been a week for yes, me, but it right. feels like two weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. been one of those two week, two week, one weeks. Like you very know? long week. <laughs> we all need an entire other show to talk about that. I agree. But we like to start our show out. Well, our show. What is our show? Are you new here? Let's talk about what our show. What's is. your name? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Um. What? Yeah. So, um, our show is it's our turn, and we've added a little something. If y'all are longtime listeners, um, queers in cults. Yes. So now the official title. Fuck. I love this. Um. <laughs> it's our turn. Queers and cults. Yes. Queers in, not queers and, because there was confusion about I, that. Which, <laughs> like, that boggles my mind so hard. I, I it's just like, yeah, I don't yeah. Know how we were, because we had talked about the name of our thing for, you know, a few a few days before it actually started, and you know, it was thrown around, and, but when, so it was Aiden's idea, the queers and cults, queers and cults, but queers I, and cults is what I was saying. Yeah, but I, was I saying super heard cults. in, <laughs> and then the the moment that we realized we were saying things is this past week when yeah. we were getting together for a meeting, and I typed it out, and you were just like, "Wait, what? In? That's in great." Cults? Queers. I was like, "That's fantastic! What a great change!" And you're like, "That's what I've been saying the whole time." Like, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what fun um yeah, so queers in cults. It's, it's our, our turn. turn. It's our we said it at the same time. Jinx. <laughs> um I just want to read uh, the, we actually have like a little blurb that we wrote out that we haven't read in a while and I'd kind of like to read it. It's Yeah, that, please that, do. We're a show where um this is a show where we share our stories growing up as queer people in religious environments, toxic religious environments. We hope to provide education, validation, maybe even a laugh or two. Um, to those healing from religious trauma and education for people who um, maybe have someone that they love um, that are that is dealing with religious trauma or a queer person that's come out of that environment, education for that as well, kind of to help you know where like we're coming from. The more people know about how these systems affect people, the better off we will all be. You will hear no religious bashing from us, but just sincere, heartfelt, and sometimes mildly irrelevant stories about how we navigated the world of religion on our own journey of healing and what we have learned along the way. So that's, that's, that's that. Uh, yeah. That, that is, that's what our show is about. Yeah. Um, and on that topic, while we, we're reading things, <clears throat> while we're reading, let's just read all the things. Let's just read all the things. <laughs> <laughs> Since this is a show, we talk about our experiences with toxic, reli- uh, toxic religion. Um, a lot of what we talk about is trauma based, like our, our trauma and what, you know, um, what trauma we experience. So some of the topics that we talk about are kind of heavy. So I want to and also trigger warning, we'll be talking about um, <coughs> uh, trauma. We will be talking about uh, manipulation, gaslighting. Uh, there's potential for talking about abuse, um, physical and sexual assault or, or abuse. Um, those any of those topics can and do come up. Might. Yeah, in, <laughs> yeah. In our in our um, Show so if that's not something that you are in the place to listen to today, then please feel free to come back later or you know find 
find something more uplifting to listen to. Yeah. We are pretty funny, though, so but that's yeah. one reason to stay. <laughs> I feel like we break it up pretty well, but mm-hmm. we're also, I mean, any topic or any um, touching on these topics, is it can be hard for, can be challenging, for you for also sure. put yourself first. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's... Let's check in. How are we doing? What's what's happening? What's going on? Where are you at? I have just <laughs> been trying to um, focus on making a playlist because, um, as with everything, it is very last minute. That I do. Absolutely, um, we don't do anything. So well, so okay. So let's let's segue into the topic now. Yeah. Oh, which that's great. is which absolutely is music. Music. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about music. Yeah. What an original topic for a radio show where we play music. Right. But, I mean, honestly, though, as as cliche and, like, vague and not, I don't know, grand as this topic is, it's been a pretty, it is, I'll be real, it's still a thing that I struggle with. Like, the, yeah. the, the music, both of like the past of what I wasn't able to listen to or what oh, I yeah. wanted to listen to and mm-hmm. didn't feel right listen you know like yes. there are so many nuances and then also like I want to touch on what music we listen to that helped us come out of it yeah and like oh, yeah. empower because it can be a tool for a tool in Absolutely. either way Absolutely. you know yes. oh 100% and I was thinking in um, preparation preparation for the show, and by that I mean the drive over here. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, music was integral, an integral part of, of, of my experience growing up in church. Yeah. Negatively and positively, you know? And because one of the, the, there's like four things that I hear um, when uh, people, when I tell people that I'm Pentecostal, there's like the four reactions I get are like, oh, you're the ones with the hair, you know, the long hair, because Pentecostals oh, don't want to cut their hair. Yeah. And, or you're the ones where the women can only wear dresses, or you're the ones that speak in tongues, or the, the fourth one is always, oh, you guys have the good music. Because like Pentecost, a lot of Pentecostal churches, particularly United Pentecost, which is not what I was, um, <clears throat> there's just a, a, a slight difference between the, the, um, the religions there's a slight difference between like the the fundamental whatever right. it's a slight difference in in the actual like um fundamental aspect of it but as far as the two churches and religions are concerned it might as well be com- like we're both going to we're both going to hell <laughs> it was like it was it, it was a huge difference anyways that's not the point the point is you know nine Pentecostal <laughs> churches have usually are known for having incredible choirs partly because what the fuck else are we going to do Except go to choir practice. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> There's like nothing else. We can't. We're not allowed to do anything else. <laughs> nothing fun except for sing. <clears throat> except for sing. And um, so music was such a integral part of my experience. My whole family. A little bit of history. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep talking. It's what I do. It, yeah. it, I mean, yeah. Let's expand <sighs> on your experience with music for a little bit. So my whole family is musically inclined like all of them they can all of them play and at least one if not two instruments and all of them can sing and most of them can sing really well like as far as like my, on my mom's side like my mom um her brother can't sing <coughs> her brother can't do much <laughs> um actually but her both of her sisters have beautiful voices and play instruments all of my my mom and both of her sisters play the piano um my aunt and 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 the organ and which was a lot more common growing up than you would think it would be an mm. organ um, and like my grandparents played, my grandma played the piano, 
my grandpa played the guitar. That's kind of like, it was a funny, like, a, I don't know if it was, it was like this intentional or unintentional, like, quote unquote, gendered thing. Like, the women played the piano while the men played the guitar. Oh, yes, the dainty fingers. Yeah. The the, it's so much more feminine to play a piano. It was Absolutely. very modern for men to play pianos, you know, mo so, so modern. Yeah, for men to play the piano. So controversial. So funny. <coughs> it's, a, it's a similar thing where, like, you aren't allowed to have any space, but you can have this little space. Oh, not only that. Oh, yes. Yes, that. <laughs> and um, this isn't allowed unless we need it to be. You know, yes, I, I, yes. I don't know if I, I know I've talked to you. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but like, yeah, men being, you know, again, uh, another disclaimer. When we use the yes. for, when we use the phrases men and women, we are speaking to terms that were used by the church at that time. Mm -hmm. Those are not our distinguishing factors. Yes. We do not dis we do not believe we believe genders on a spectrum, and we do not believe that men male and female are the classifiers for anything yes um but we say men and women because that was the distinguishing this is the language that, that they use that they yes. use mm -hmm. you know and so um how it was so you know it was so bad for men to be feminine and to do feminine things except when they needed it like you know, men could never like play with flowers to do floral arrangements. Oh, but we have this event coming up where we need a floral arrangement, and you, the the you know you the queer one, which which not I you know, yes, I was the queer one, but I wasn't you know I wasn't queer. Yeah, you can do that. You can do floral arrangements. So why don't you do that for us? Like, oh, men would never decorate. That's so. That's a female's job. Oh, but you're really good at decorating. We have this event coming up. Why don't you do it for us for free? Yeah, like is that kind of stuff? It'll make us look so much better if you do it. So you should do it. Exactly. Like like things were wrong in exact proportion to whether or not they could um, capitalize or exploit them. Hmm. Huh. Sounds familiar. How funny. Yeah. So Yeah, and, and I and that was similar to my church's experience where um, it wasn't as like gendered by what instrument you should play, but it was very gendered in that women were supposed to be focusing on their their talents right so like the singers the yeah. um, dancers the um like instrument playing people like all yeah. of that was like all the arts were for like the, the women yeah. yeah yeah mm -hmm. and even even that with that though and i'm sure you ran into this too like any creative process where you are making music and not like just playing music does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yes, yes. Like you are creating the songs from your own mind. Mm -hmm. Even that creative outlet was a very structured and very manicured to what you could or what you couldn't yeah. produce. Wow. That's so can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like just because like so when so we're like were women the only ones allowed to make music? No, it was more like I mean, I don't have any specific example, but I was I'm just thinking... I'm thinking of composing mu music. Are you talking about composing music? Either composing music or, like, the arts, like, s drawing or something. Like, okay. any art piece Oh, I think I misunderstood be... what you said. I'm sorry. That's okay. It just, it had to be specifically oriented oh. to Jesus or whatever. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were saying that, like, um, I thought you were saying that, like, men could play music, but women could, were the only ones that could compose it. I thought no. you were saying that, or vice versa. Okay, well, okay, I misunderstood. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, more of like in general, no matter what or who was making the creative content, it was still not as 
creative as it could have been maybe oh, i don't absolutely. even know where i'm going with but no no i know exactly where you're going with it now that i <laughs> now yeah. that i know where you're going i know where you're going yeah yeah like <clears throat> the um that was it was similar for me like we weren't allowed to listen to any kind of secular music we weren't allowed to listen to anything but christian music right and and very very limited on what we could listen to christian because if it sound if it got too like sounded too much like rock or modern or or anything like that satan's music yes absolutely <laughs> like christian we were we were raised to believe that christian rock bands were like were um a contradiction they, that christian rock bands didn't exist oh my god if it was rock music it was it was not christian music so wow. and if they were claiming to be christian they wouldn't sing rock music in yeah. the name of Jesus, we rock. Yeah. Like, come <laughs> on. What? Yeah, like, that's the, like, the, it It was how limited our world was. was yeah. so absolutely outrageous. Like, not even, so it's like, it's not even like, oh, well, we could only listen to Christian music. It was like, no, we could only listen to these types of Christian music by these artists. You know, mm -hmm. so the most what we listened to was, like, Southern Gospel, which is, like, country but worse. And yeah. all about Jesus, yeah. and um, like really like, like low catchy key. hymns, basically yeah. is what I'm getting. Yeah, are there are there see, and that's like uh the hymns, oh, the got, hymnals. get me so good. So there is a documentary um on Netflix. I'm sure every single person who is alive has heard of it. Um, hmm. Mormon, nope. Uh, Murder Among the Mormons, that's what it's called. Have you heard I've of this? I've never heard of that. Oh, my God. Great. I guess I'm not every person. You're not alive, <laughs> I guess. Um, no, so it's basically... It's so yeah. It's a. Um, I'm not alive. You are alive, <laughs> Jesus, and I just keep on going. You are alive. <laughs> I was uh, I was hoping you would pick up on the joke. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Um, the the documentary Murder Among the Mormons. Um, Sorry. Is, not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. You can laugh at me. I'm okay. ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it 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 basically like takes a slice of life out of Mormon history. Mm -hmm. It's during the 80s. There was like a really big heist anyway. Um, but in the show, they play some hymnals and of like Ward singing. And it got me so good. I didn't even know. I didn't even know I had trauma there still. Oh, yeah. And oh, it's yeah. just it just like it's crazy to me how much music because I, I was thinking about this ever since we got together yeah. um, about this topic. It's crazy to me how much of a tool music is like yes. because I don't know if you're I don't, maybe you have had this experience. Probably. I had a lot of like spiritual connections during musical times yeah oh my god i was just thinking about this you know in preparation <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> um <clears throat> in my final preparation which is you know when i use the restroom right before i came in here yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> so there's the preparation and then final preparation is when you know i come in the door yes uh, <clears throat> come, uh, uh yes so many of my spiritual experiences were like music was the path was the was the um was the door mm-hmm that you walked through the 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 it was the the thing that guide guided you to those musical I mean to those uh, spiritual experiences. So yeah. music was like the most important thing. It was also the thing used to manipulate people the most because emotions are what. Okay, here's a okay. I just can, go. Can I just go? let I'm sorry. it go? I feel like, yeah. No, no, good. I yeah, feel like I interrupted you, but also I've got a lot to say. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so. 
<clears throat> I because I really had a hard time with this when 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 I first left the church when I first got out of the church the thing I had the most difficult time um, reconciling was like the the spiritual experiences especially in Pentecostal there was the speaking in tongues and the running around the church and the jumping and the dancing and the singing it was mm-hmm. hyper emotional. And there were all of these religious out-of-body experiences kind of things that, that I don't know if you've heard of this. This is an intense an, a, an intense thing, too. But the um, tongues and interpretation, have you ever heard of that? I Other than, <clears throat> like, a very Bible-oriented phrase that is yeah. ambiguous at this point, yeah. I, I feel like it's a very specific meaning yes. for your religion, though. So, no, tell so me there more. So spe- there was speaking in tongues, which was, like, uh, which was uh, uh, um, this, like, thing this list this this state that you were gifted so the whole pentecostal religion um real fast was the whole pentecostal religion was branch off of like christian not christian well someone just literally made it up mm-hmm. but the basis of it was is that after jesus died um and then went to the grave then rose again he went back to heaven and he was going to since he abandoned us <laughs> um <laughs> he was going to send back because we believe in the trinity so pentecostal is yeah the, you know, father son holy spirit he was going to send back the Holy Spirit, which was a spirit, not a, you know, not a... Form. Not a physically yeah. <clears throat> bound entity. And it would possess us. <laughs> um, and the mm. Holy Spirit... And so, so you know, a group of people went up into a room and prayed for like, I don't remember, was it 120 days, 12 days? I don't know. There's a multiple of something. and One um, and two are involved. I think so. Uh, I can't remember. But uh, so they prayed until a mighty rushing wind blew through the place and tongues of fire sat like sat down on top of their heads and that's how they knew that the holy spirit had and then they all started speaking in a heavenly language that no one can understand that sounds like one incredible <laughs> psychedelic trip they were all on drugs that makes sense okay you know what all uh, religions explained. yeah all religions yeah. literally how they start is a crazy spiritual experience that they had yeah. that they found a plant that they, they ate need it. Yeah. everyone to experience yes. yes and yeah absolutely and so they had that experience and so then the whole so- like so there was like you get saved you know you come to jesus you get saved you give you give your heart and then there was like you were really really saved when you got filled with the holy spirit so there was this kind of like Ooh. you hadn't really worked it like like what like if you if you got saved and then weren't and then didn't get filled with the holy spirit which was like an event, a thing that you worked for, that you tried. You'd get into church, you'd play music, there would, the spirit would start moving, and then you prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed until you spoke in a different language. And if it didn't happen for you, it was kind of like, what's wrong with you? Oh. Yeah, like, God. what haven't you Is worked out? What's rapture? blocking you? No, this isn't the rapture. That's a okay. completely different okay. thing. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so it, like, sounds like it sounds like a rapture where you just like, you're... No, the rapture is when Jesus comes back and takes all, all oh. of the Christians away. Oh. That's the rapture. It's enrapturing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. Yeah. I mean, what I'm visualizing is like, and so when this, does this happen in like a church meeting? Church services. Only church services or prayer meetings or something like that. This was happening when church. So the structure of the service was like, you know, it open up or whatever. Then you'd have a worship service. Okay. And then the choir, and then after worship, the choir would sing. And like during the musical part was pretty much the only time the spirit could move, you know? And then it would just kind of like, or, or during the altar call, like, it, you know, during the altar call, sometimes they play music and then it would ramp up then. Yeah. But it was this high energy. People were singing loud and yelling and screaming and speaking. And then it was like, you would get filled with the spirit. At some point you would just get filled with the spirit and speak in tongues. It was this like out of body, like weird experience. And, and 
So that's speaking in tongues. Tongues and interpretation was this elite, like this elite thing that like a few people in the church who were like prophets or chosen by God or whatever. Um, In the middle of anything, when emotions were at high, the height, you know, there would be um, some like all of a sudden someone would yell out super loud over everyone speaking in tongues. and And then we'd wait in silence. For the interpretation to come we just wait for someone to um give us the interpretation the this sounds so freaky yeah it's weird like it's, okay and this so, was a normal occurrence for us okay so you're just like sitting in church like so this is like your sunday meeting yeah this, so you're we all went sitting to church there. three times a week sunday morning sunday evening and tuesday evening whoops oh that was God. loud but really, the spirit only moved on Sunday evenings because those were the best services. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So y'all are just, there's like a, hand, a like a large amount of people, large like, like 20. 60. Oh, okay. So a large 50. amount of people, that's a lot of people to me okay, in yeah. one room. Yeah. They're listening to this service happen. And then at some point, one of the leaders that's like probably sitting on a stage somewhere up front. Or sometimes in the audience. Sometimes. They just like exclaim something like a fucking orgasm yeah and just like everyone's dead yeah (laughs) it usually happened during music so it was usually like high energy anyways and then something like that would like this still would come across the the um this still would come across the thing and everyone was like oh i know what's gonna happen it's gonna happen now someone's got tongues and sometimes the pastor would even say somebody's got a word for us here i know what i can feel it oh my god i am like both prickly and like angry and cold it all at the same time literally like it was anxiety demonstrated it was ugh, it was it was awful it was, i don't mean to like call you out but like no shit you have anxiety around yeah. people yelling yeah. yes no shit also hey we're gonna swear on this podcast oh we I swear a lot so I don't sorry care that's why anymore. we read the disclaimer <laughs> that's what the disclaimer is for yeah um, yes <clears throat> yes yeah oh yeah absolutely the, the amount of times that i'm like why am i anxious about this oh yeah because that um, so wow. I, that was a long explanation to say that one of the hardest things, the diff- most difficult things I had reconciling was those experiences. Yeah. Because where did they come from? What happened? Who did that? How did that happen? It Were they real? Were they just overactive emotions? Mm-hmm. Um, was it like misinterpretation of the universal energy? Is there a God? Was there a Jesus? Oh my Why, God. Are we just like, like, are we accessing? Yeah. Like, is there a Jesus, but we are accessing their their power incorrectly like i couldn't make like heads nor tails of it i couldn't like no sense whatsoever yeah and so the thing the the problem was is that we always got to that point through music music was the thing that led us into and the best experiences the most like euphoric experiences um the only times i ever felt good liked my life really felt like i was like on this earth for a reason had a purpose i wasn't worthless all of those things was in the height of those situations the music was playing the people were singing you were i was feeling it i was very charismatic i was very like into it i was you know like absolutely loved it like if i didn't go to church i probably would have been a dancer you know i mean it sounds like they had a formula to evoke these spiritual experiences from they did people. they absolutely did and I, it, sorry go ahead it well it just it also sounds like there was a lot of performance involved so 
much performance, so much performance. And that's kind of bringing me back to the same thing about music that depending on, because it's like, it's outrageous, these things that people come up with, I'm sure. Yes. And, but if you go too far in that outrageous, you are easily able to be made a, um, a spectacle of yes like this person is like you know was on the high high road to god you know and all this shit and like but they got gotten by the devil and so now like whatever truth or whatever is wrong and it and it would and it could be as something as simple as i mean from what it sounds in your situation like just saying that women should be able to wear pants oh absolutely yeah like something that controversial instant example excommunicated yeah just like just like absolutely unacceptable yeah 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 you had you had to follow all of the rules to the t you were not like you were not allowed to question anything you were not allowed to like contradict anything you had to follow a strict set of rules that were the rules for the people that were allowed to sing and be on the um like like in the ministry programs and who were the the leaders and stuff had an extra strict set of rules in addition to what there was like this is what we teach you know the congregation yeah and then but this is what we live by so what we live we should all be striving to live right like the people on staff do but we allow right this other lip yeah so and and if you questioned anything one little slip up one little question and it was like you know every you they had you know you were just yeah all, all of a sudden it was unacceptable and you had to you had you know you were going to get talked to the pastor was going to know there the amount i'm not exaggerating my sister and i have talked about this before about how we like if for no other reason, we definitely both have PTSD just from the relationship that you have with the pastor. Like, yeah, how oh yeah, how stressed we were about their disapproval. Like, yep. them being unhappy with you was the worst thing that could ever happen. I would lie awake at night worrying about their disapproval. I would make decisions based on their disapproval, whether or not I went out of town, when I went out of town. What I purchase, what kind of clothes I wear, what, who well, I hung out with. I mean, that's God's mouthpiece. Like, exactly. That's God, basically. Yeah. yeah. And 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 their disapproval meant God wasn't happy with you. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was absolutely terrifying and and so manipulative and so so traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, coming tying it back into music, like like music was the the absolute positive thing yeah it was the most positive thing it was the best experiences we had you know i i there's one memory that i have that i will never forget because it has to do with music obviously um really yeah (laughs) what a coincidence um yeah so it was at girls camp um spoiler i'm a trans man um uh we were at girls camp <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we were at girls camp and I was with my mom and sister and we were in this grove of trees and it was nighttime and it was like, you know, the perfect like space among the trees that you can like see perfectly out oh, yeah. into the stars. Oh, and sounds beautiful. It's, it was stunning. The most spiritual experiences that I have had were at girls camp, hands down. 
every time. Um, but we were singing a very beautiful. Stop that! Sorry. I said <laughs> <laughs> you knew exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I bet you had some great experiences at girls' camp. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, my God. Um, Spiritual, quote unquote, yeah. experiences. Uh huh. Everyone had spiritual experiences at at um, Christian camp, okay? I uh, yes. they where, gave us that's where, they gave us camp. enough free reign in the in the wilderness that <laughs> Christian savage. camp is where half gay half of the gay people came out. Are you kidding? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sexual discovery. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so we were um, all standing in this grove of trees, and we started singing whatever beautiful song, and I was just like overwhelmed. And yeah. I attribute it to nature and music. Yes. Very powerful forces. Very powerful Two forces. very powerful forces. And that, to me, is the saddest thing about, you know, like, same principle where, like, like religion, the damage that religion does in and of itself, horrifying, awful, traumatic. But how much it ruins, how much of things that exist outside of religion that it ruins, like music. Yeah. That, like, it, like... Music can be a spiritual experience for everyone yeah. in any capacity. Every kind of music. Yeah. Musicals, jazz, um, uh, uh, piano music, piano music. Freaking... Yeah, just any 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 kind of like arrangements that like take you to a place that are out of this world. Yeah. Beautiful, but <clears throat> because I was so traumatized by that having a spiritual experience connected to Christian music that then I was trying to avoid everything that even remotely resembled that, that I couldn't like, didn't feel like I could enjoy music, Mm -hmm. you know, to get to that euphoric state that I I, like, that's something that I still, honestly, that like, here's a deep dive. Mm -hmm. Having spiritual experiences is still very traumatic for me. Yeah. Like any kind of spiritual experience having like getting to a state of euphoria is 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 challenging it's triggering for me because i cannot um i can't it's hard for me to allow myself to believe that it's real because what i because how do i separate the experience i had from the religion you know so i have these i had these euphoric spiritual out-of-body experiences i had them i cannot deny that anymore i i tried to deny it for a long time i tried yeah. to dismiss it tried to explain it by heightened yeah. emotions and of course some of it was heightened emotions for sure totally you ramp up emotions especially like all the chemicals in your brain that i still could produce at that point in my life <laughs> you get all of those chemicals flowing and producing and your your brain your heart your spirit is like aligned perfectly the planets are aligned and that fuck you are lined up yeah. You are fucking lined up with the energy of the universe. Yeah, you fucking have an out-of-body experience. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But then, and that's the most, oh, God, I'm just, that's the most, one of the most damaging things that religion does is creates something beautiful and then attaches it to religion. Their yes. religion. Their, yes. their, their meaning, their whatever meaning. that is. Like, oh, you experience this? It's absolutely real, but only in these contexts. And you are not allowed nor does it exist outside of these contexts. Or what you thought what that feeling was is actually this in our way of saying it. Yes. In our confining yes. um, terms, I guess. One of the things that, one of the podcasts we talk about a lot, um, Mormons on Mushrooms, 
Yes. All of a sudden, I was like, I don't know if this ever happens to you. If you, when a phrase sounds like another phrase, so then you go to say that, and then you can't remember the original one. Yep. So I went to say Mormons on Mushrooms, but in my head, I said Mumford and Sons, and then I couldn't remember the name of the, I couldn't actually remember the name. That was, Ah, um, sorry. I literally did that earlier with Murder Among the Mormons, because Mormons on Mushrooms, mushrooms, I talk about so often. (laughs) Anyway, so on that. Oh, well, they talk about, um, they talk about having these... I keep hitting my mic. I'm sorry. You're doing great. Um, how they have all these out-of-body experiences. They, you know, tried they, the psychedelics and how it was very mm-hmm. healing for them and have all these experiences. And I think it's, it, 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 it is, it is like outrageous. The concept is outrageous for me that I could get to that place of euphoria without religion. Yeah. Like it's still like a I'm like, oh, that's just something I'll never get to experience again. Yeah. That's just something like the fact that those states of euphoria exist outside of religion through things like it could be anything. Dancing. Even something arts, like breath music, work. Yes. Meditating. Yeah. Like a lot of people like have states of euphoria and have spiritual experiences, have you know, out of body experiences with many in many, many, many different ways. And it's it's some I genuinely miss that. I genuinely miss that experience. I I think you can experience it Sorry. in the in the in the future. I think you are capable of experiencing that. And whether psychedelics and like substances isn't the route for you, because not everyone can experience psychedelics that way. It's yeah, totally. Physically unhealthy for some yeah. people, but meditation breath work body movement like all of these things there are people that have psychedelic experiences without substances yes that's what blows my mind I like i need a lot more to feel anything what spell is that Can and I people cast don't it? even yeah. need it like i know oh, yeah you know so, the closest i've ever come to having that that experience mm-hmm. um was drag performing in drag on okay stage. okay mm-hmm. perfect segue into the next section is like what music were you listening to that helped and maybe we can take a break i was gonna say is this a good time to take a break and listen to some music that you possibly okay you have that 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 you have listed right now in your playlist that you made yeah so so (laughs) to finish that thought we'll come back and then talk about what music sort of like maybe not like helped bring us out of that religion but but just like empowered us in in realizing that how we feel or what we feel when listening to music is okay no matter what it is you know i love it Um, i'm excited for this welcome back everybody hello hello that was those are some good song choices um yeah, so we were we were bonding over Adam Lambert during the break. That that fella. That's that that, that person. Sexy that sexy fella. Oh my god. <laughs> they are they we were this is what we said before. Yeah. Adam Lambert is the the embodiment, the personification of sexual awakening. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's both like <clears throat> like masculine enough for like the gay men mm-hmm. and like the straight women maybe i, I don't I, maybe not anyway well, yeah. it doesn't matter what you are it was a sexual awakening you are, it doesn't matter who 
for how you identify, yes, you are attracted to Adam Lambert. Thank That's you. A fact. That's a much nicer way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. yeah uh, so with that, yeah. So I uh, talking about Adam Lambert. Yes. I I went as Adam Lambert for like the first Halloween that I was like out enough for. I, I, and that I, included black fingernails, eyeliner, oh. and like black skinny, like pretty wow. much everything black. Yes, and I like, like that. Yeah, I that's pretty as, much it. I went as Adam Lambert for Halloween uh, one year as well. Yeah, like uh, not too long after I came out. Yeah, like that's probably maybe like my second. I still Halloween. have. Yeah. I still have goals of doing a song by him and like doing the full like, oh, get drag up. perform. Oh yeah, drag performance. Like Adam yes. Lambert now, where there's like. Like my feathers and jackets and and Ugh. smoky eyes and velvet. The, oh uh, just can we do an Adam Lambert duet? Maybe <laughs> that would be sick. Let's do. Okay, live live brainstorming. I'm scared. Let's do an Adam Lambert performance to that song that we just did that you just played Ooh. for your entertainment. Yeah, we can do like half half half, half face. Yeah, and like our faces will be opposite. So that like every time we turn around, it's Ooh, like shit. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. <gasps> that's Chills. good. Chills. Um, so speaking <clears throat> of drag, though, when well, I guess I don't know. Maybe this isn't what yeah, not the no. smoothest segue. Here we go. Um, <laughs> you, okay, sorry, I do have to interrupt. Have you yes. watched um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes, I love that show. And so Colin and Ryan, I think it's Colin and Ryan. Um, Colin. Some whatever. Anyways, mm -hmm. they do. They would do the. Um, they would do the fake '90s infomercials. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite one ever is when um, I think it's Ryan does this horrible. Um, he's like, "Oh, I'm jittery. Oh, I think I've got a bug. Jitterbug." And because they always talk about the music, the like the ten CDs. It's like yeah. that kind of infomercial. Yeah. And then uh, Colin is like. Um, one time I went to a circus and I saw this really big guy, Ben Dakar. Ben Dakar, Pat Benatar. Oh my God. And then everyone just loses these like, <laughs> nice segue, you know? <laughs> so every time we have like a bad segue, quote unquote, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what's going through my brain in that moment. So yeah, that's either um, you're welcome or I'm sorry, listeners. That was. You were was here for all of that. Mm -hmm. yeah. You were here for we all, all of that. We all had to be here for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so what was your question? Um, What? music or like I guess what did music do for you as far as getting out or getting confident or getting more of yourself so there's two <clears throat> there's two um, so I think it's really interesting and I love I love the dynamic whoever's running the board is like the interviewer it seems to go that way and yeah then whoever's not running the board is the interviewee like yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I love it it's it's a great dynamic it works I think so I mean yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. I still think I end up talking most of the time, so sorry about that. I mean, we, you know, okay, to, mm -hmm. to point on that, just to, like, take a little avenue real quick. Yeah, sure. I had a session with my therapist mm -hmm. recently, and I just realized that my blocks for, like, waiting for people to stop talking so that I don't interrupt them mm -hmm. is still unlearning gender roles and gender norms because I... Spoiler alert, I'm a trans man. I grew up every as time, a girl. <laughs> every time we talk about our identity or sexuality or, or anything, it's, I'm going to start saying spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert, I'm non-binary. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's just, it, 
so growing up as a girl, yes. like you are taught to be quiet, to be small, especially in religion, especially in religion. And so all of these things and like it's it's I've maybe taken it a bit too far of like trying to be respectful and giving the people the space. But it's also a fear of taking up that For space sure. with my words. And for me, it's just, I'm pretty sure it's ADHD. Which is, uh, my brain is you know. working so much faster, <laughs> and words are coming out of my mouth before I realize someone else is still talking. And I feel really bad about it every time. Well, and it's, and it's hard too, because when it's such good dialogue like this, you can literally go in a thousand different avenues, but it, and so it's like this instantaneous, ooh, that's that. Is yes. that relevant to this conversation? Do I really need to share it? So it, you know, yeah. Well, and it's actual. It's an actual ADHD thing. I've I've, I've learned is that that two things. One, you get so excited about what you want to say that you just I just blurt it out. Yeah. But two, it's that like, a well, ADHD brains have such a hard time retaining information that if I don't say what I'm thinking when I'm thinking it, by the time we move on with the conversation, I will have already forgotten what it was I was going to say. And so it's like, if, it, if it's wow. relevant, I have to say it now because by the time you finish your thought, I won't remember what I was going to say. Wow. I'll be on to the next thought. My, yeah. my mind is constantly yeah. moving and moving and going. So yeah. I just, and so it's a, it's a, I try, I, it's a interrupting is never, I never think that what I have to say is more important than what the other person has to say, but it's those two things. I'm either super excited or I'm afraid I'll forget. So my brain just, so my mouth just opens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just say it out. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, I gotta get yeah. out before I forget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so as far as like you talking most of the time, I, you know, we're we're learning and unlearning a lot of things together. Well, I never, uh, I I always hope that I can also help create a space where you feel like you can talk whenever you would like to, including when I'm talking. <laughs> and and you do, and it's and it's not you that's making me feel, you know what I mean? Like this is yeah. it's all coming from me in in learned things. I love these personal moments. I love these vulnerable yeah. moments. They're nice. Yeah. They're nice. Yeah. Okay. It's really nice. It's nice. Um, it's not easy. <laughs> We're doing easy. the work here, people. Yeah. It's not easy to have to have these moments. No, at, you it's know. not. But it's, so, it, it's genuinely so important for, like, I have some, I have some really, like, big, I have some big health issues. I have a big health issue that I'm not ready to talk about on the podcast now, but someday. But one of the things that I do, I did decide when I first discovered this that I was going to be dealing with this health issue for the rest of my life mm -hmm. was that I wanted to talk about it like it wasn't a big deal it's always a big deal yeah but I wanted to talk about it like it wasn't a big deal because I wanted it to be normalized I wanted it to feel comfortable for people to talk about it so that more education could get out there yeah yeah people would feel more comfortable talking about the situation surrounding it you know and uh I think that it works. That's that's always my goal with talking about my trauma, my 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 past, and anything is that like even though it's vulnerable and it's really difficult, the more I talk about it, the more some other people will feel more comfortable, hopefully talking about it, and then more education can happen and more, yeah. you know, like yeah. awareness can get out there and people can feel validated. So that's I mean that's kind of why we do the show, right? I I I mean I think that it is an incredibly appropriate platform yeah. for what we are trying to do. And that is to heal. And and in our healing, I mean like number one, our healing, you know, we're always yeah. more important. But <laughs> but <laughs> also for those that are listening, all seven of you, by the way. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> um 
all of these people that are listening are hopefully getting something, whether yeah. it be empowerment that that's how they feel or just a, a consciousness consciousness expanding understanding of someone else's reality that yeah. has no similarities to them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Th that... I mean, they're re listening for a reason, yeah. you know? It's probably because we're both really funny. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's the whole goal. I feel like that's the whole reason we're doing this. And, yeah. And so hopefully that will continue to be what we accomplish. Yeah. And I think it will. I think it will. Yeah. But anyways, back to the answer to your question. Yes, my God. I can't even remember. I, <laughs> I remember, remember it. I can't question? even believe I remember it. Yes. So there were two, there's two like really like where m music, not church related, mm -hmm. had a big impact um, for me was one, like <clears throat> my, I, lo I love pop music, loved pop music. When I was a teenager, it was like when, you know, the big, you know, Britney, Christina Aguilera, um, Jennifer Lopez when she started her m musical career mm. like all like that like yeah. 2000 like the height of it it was um, uh, I, I yeah that I I loved it and so my my dad worked um, evening so he would leave for work at 2.30 and then my mom worked 9 to 5 so she would get home at 5.30 so it was a three hour gap and I would listen to the radio <laughs> and uh, whenever a song that I liked came on I would run over to my radio and hit record on my cassette player. Wow. And record the song so I could so that I could listen to my favorite songs, my favorite pop songs. It was in sync. Um, Backstreet Boys, 90 Degrees, Britney, Christina Aguilera, Jennifer Lopez, Whitney Houston, Cher. Yes. Like those that those were the ones, you know. Do you believe in life after love? Oh. oh. That was talk about awakening. Fuck that just awakened up. everything. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. And Evanescence too. Evanescence, wake me up inside now that we're talking about that. I loved that song. Yeah. I still love that song. So amazing. Yeah. Um so that was like a, the the like the first like that was like the most rebellious thing I did as a teenager was that. And I thought I yeah. was gonna go to hell. Like I was like oh I was playing God. with fire. <clears throat> um, but that was like a really big the first time I was introduced to like music that wasn't Christian, that just like I was like, I respond, I connect with this music, and I don't know why, and I don't know how. I just loved it so much. And then after I came out, I came out, and six months later, was like doing drag, you know, like just immediately. Damn. Um, no, wait, no, that's not true. Yes, yes, yeah. So I came out in in August in in uh, 2013. I did drag for the first time in February of 2014. Damn. And then performed in drag for the first time March, the next wow. month. Wow. Yeah, in 2014. So I've been doing drag since 2014. You were just ready. Right away. And the first song wow. that I ever performed in drag was um, um, Don't Rain on My Parade. So I, uh. did, I did the Glee version. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and because uh, I was watching Glee at the time, so I was obsessed with it. And Weren't we all? Oh, yeah. At one all, point, we were. Yeah, at one point. At one point. At one point. Not now. No, no. no, but there was like a window of yeah. Glee, like maybe like the first three like seasons. Three, four where seasons, it was yeah. Like bitching. It was amazing. Yeah. But then after that, it just got too hyped. Yeah. And I mean, the main people but, left, you know. I love musicals, though. I love, I love, love musicals. Like the first musical I remember like falling in love with was Hello Dolly. Mm. And with Barbara Streisand. I haven't seen it. Oh, we have to watch it. It's so good. It's my favorite. <laughs> and so that that was why the first thing I did was don't rain on my parade. And so being on stage. So whenever I watched musicals, I always um, I always wanted to be the female lead. 
I always want that's the I mean they're the grandest play. character Beautiful. of that entire thing you know I also grew up my mom watched Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers all the time <laughs> all the time and I always wanted to be Ginger Rogers of course like yes, I always yeah. wanted to to be that beautiful you know like the flowing gowns and the moving and oh it's just amazing but um um what a vision I know it was really it was really amazing I still kind of have like a a dream of doing like a Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers like drag themed it'll happen it'll happen someday yeah um so being able to do drag doing these songs was so liberating for me because it was always getting to perform I was getting to be the female leads in the musicals I wanted to, to that I'd always dreamed of I was getting to be the pop performers that I wanted to be I was getting to kind of explore sexuality not like not like you know not sexual preference right per se but like being sexy in any capacity yes you know having a yeah yes yeah. your sexuality yes my sexuality yeah so in music so then I just became absolutely obsessed with that and so and it was just kind of like trying to recreate those euphoric experiences, being on stage, being free, being, but it was, I never really got to the point where I was 100% liberated. Like mm -hmm. I knew, I know there's like, I, I distinctly remember being on stage performing, being like, Ooh, I know what that feeling is. I know what that feeling is. And like right past this mark is that fully liberated. I'm letting go. I am out of control kind of in this, yeah. that, that euphoric spiritual experience. And I was like, Nope, not going to not going to redo that. Not going to live that experience. Can't like, I'm not tapping into that because I know what that is. That's from Jesus. And I don't like Jesus. Yeah. Like it was that kind of, it was triggering at that point, you know? Yeah. And it was like, I just didn't know what it would bring up or if I was even allowed or was I like give like if I tapped into that was I um was I uh give like was I admitting that Jesus was real and those experiences were real which then if yeah. I admitted that did I have to admit that being gay was wrong and if that if I you know what I'm saying like that yeah I was afraid it would go down that path yeah so well and it sounds like you went like balls to the wall like oh, yeah. you came out and then you started doing drag which is not only like a queer thing but it's like a gender bendy thing yes you know like there's an extra layer of like ooh. <laughs> and not only that but it's the six months after i started doing drag like that october october 2014 is when dj anya you know voice division the one that was that did the show right before yeah. us um dj anya and i started club triangle so damn like in boom boom like, boom yes immediately and so then not only was i doing drag but now i was running a drag show and and wow. it was it was a lot. That's a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, and no time to like ease into things, you know, or really... like unpack that shame yeah. that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it really was very limiting. It was very hindering. It was very. Um, um, so my relationship with music kind of like closed off, you know, mm -hmm. um, because I just immediately dived into performances, and so it was all drag yeah. stuff for me, you know. Yeah. So it was liberating in some sense, but then I didn't. I've actually never, and this is something I kind of re, like would like to do, um, but I've never like explored music. Yeah. Like I've never like I'm just gonna listen to all genres of music and see what I like. That doesn't happen, you know. Like there's still this kind of like weird hindrance, this weird like reservation I have when it comes to just like music in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, my, I, I feel similarly um, about music now in that I. I, I feel a lot of shame for liking the music that I like. Yes, me too. And it's, I mean, so there, there, we were hanging out the other day mm -hmm. with, with my person and 
and we were talking about what songs like liberated us when we were youths, right? Mm -hmm. And I could not say the name of the song out loud. I couldn't say oh, it. Oh, yeah, like, that's I right. I physically couldn't say yes. it out loud. I remember that. Yeah. And lucky for y'all, <laughs> uh, we're going to be playing it today. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> can't believe I get this. Speaking of speaking of vulnerable moments. It, and, the, and it's, yeah, that was a very, like, vulnerably shame-filled moment yeah. of not being able to say what song contributed to yes. my sexual liberation as a youth. On that too, a little pet peeve of mine, I'm not sure if it's related, but I'm going to say it anyway. I cannot stand when people judge you based on your music preferences. Oh my god, it's such an elitist thing. So these people are like, so what music do you like? And if I don't That's say like, music. if I don't say like, fuck the Beatles and some kind of Led obscure, Zeppelin. yeah, or, or some kind of indie artist that no one knows, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, that then I'm like, then then it's like, oh, you like Britney? Ugh. They either assume that you're Sell super, out. super, super stereotypically gay, quote unquote. Yeah. Or you have no taste in music. And I'm like, yes. the music I like is the music I like. So, you know. Like well, it, <clears throat> and okay. D d who defines music? Yeah. Who, literally, who I mean, defines music? Who defines music? good music? Who defines good music? If you like it, it's good music. Because that's like the difference between sound and music is such a line for me. Yeah. It's really hard because to me, I think some music sounds like shit. And <laughs> I do not want to listen to it. It's yeah. just sound. Like a prime example is like. Um, there's a passion pit song. It doesn't really matter. There's like, it, but that to someone is like the enlightenment moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And absolutely. I, I don't understand music in that way. Um, because it's so different for everyone. And especially like listening to songs that I think are complete trash. The people that made that song, they must think the world of this piece yeah, of work. Absolutely. It's crazy. It's all subjective. It's absolutely subjective. Yeah. Like just like uh, all art is subjective. You yes. know, like what what defines good art? If you like it, it's good to you. Yes. That's what defines it, you know? Yes. And so this whole shame thing built up around a this is we could make an entire episode about just this, I think. Yeah. But the whole shame around enjoying things. Yes. Enjoying any, enjoying anything that yep. isn't like that isn't related to God somehow or yeah. Jesus. It's like everything's wrong. And so you can't, you don't feel like you're allowed to enjoy anything. Yeah. TV shows, music, games, clothes, colors. Because what does it mean? Because what, what does, does it mean? What's a deeper meaning? And also the whole, that if you're bringing the whole concept of, if you're bringing pleasure to your life, you're not bringing pleasure to God. So it like, yeah. like that whole concept yep. of like, I only exist to make someone else happy. To make Jesus happy. So yeah. if I'm doing something Whoa. that makes me happy, then by definition, I'm wasting energy on myself instead of giving it to Jesus, which means that I'm being selfish and self-centered, which oh means I need God. to be more selfless and, and focus on Jesus more. So enjoying life. Nerve, dude. Yeah. Damn. Enjoying life was considered wrong. A sin. Yeah, wow, you just like <clears throat> exploded my little brain for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the I to, to I think that's kind of like the fundamental like the foundation of which at least Pentecostal my experience where they built their the control mm -hmm. was that like people who are unhappy are much easier to control. We see oh, that yeah. in all aspects of life, society, capitalism. Oh, yeah. All of it. If you're unhappy, you're much easier to manipulate. Yeah. So happy people 
asked questions, they live their lives, they they expose themselves to culture, they travel, they do all these things that they do things for themselves. They do the things for themselves and somebody who is happy and independent isn't going to fucking fall for that for for the religion I was raised in. They're not going to fall for that. Yep. They're not going to fall for that manipulation and control. Yeah. So you can't let people be happy. Yeah. Or independent. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to go back to answer my own question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, smooth segue. Yeah. Um, it was great. I loved it. God. Um, so I had a lot more access to music than you did. Um, I, but there was always this, like, I knew what was, I knew what was, what music I shouldn't be listening to. Yeah, totally. For example, the Adam Lambert song that I just oh. played. Like that is that is like that was like the worst of the worst. Like when I was yeah. feeling really sinning, sinful, yeah. I put on that one because I was like, I'm a sinner anyway. What the fuck yes. does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Might as well enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's um, but it it's and so that like that different filter of what because I also knew what I liked, what music yes. I enjoyed, mm -hmm. and what I wanted to listen to. But there was also that deeper, like, I know I shouldn't be listening to this. I know I shouldn't be enjoying this. That was, like, kind of underlying. Yeah. That shame, that guilt, that, like, yeah. you were finally doing something that you knew you liked, but there was that constant, like, but you shouldn't be doing this because you like it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm glad that you had more exposure to music. I feel like that, like, that <clears throat> music is... <sighs> I mean, we said it earlier, music and nature, two incredibly powerful forces. Music is so powerful. Yeah. It's it's emotions, it's poems, it's spells. Like, yes. Like it's all it's it's magic. It's it's amazing. It's incredibly powerful. And um it, in fact, actually, my church, we knew that. We knew that music was powerful because we used to teach that that was the the gateway to sinning was music. Like that that Oh, oh, oh yeah. my god, I'm having a memory. I'm having Ooh. like a a memory that I completely forgot. So the way they explained the reason that music was so powerful and why it pulled so many away from so many people away from God is they we were taught that that Lucifer was the angel of music. Like he controlled music. Wow. And so when he was kept, like that's his big his strongest point. That's a new job title I haven't heard for Satan. Yeah, Satan was the like basically wow. heaven's worship leader. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was in charge of music. So that's what we were taught. I don't know if that's true, but that's what we were taught. So that's why we were, we were taught that um, why music was so appealing, why, why, why secular music was so appealing oh to God. Christians. Mm -hmm. They had an answer for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except I mean, for the things that couldn't be explained, and then they just said, have faith. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> they have a lot of answers, but when it comes to the nitpicky, like nitty gritty. Yeah. They don't have any answers. They had all the answers to the questions that no one needed to ask. Yes. And then as soon as someone asked a question that needed to be answered, they said, have faith. Yeah. And then if you didn't have faith, then you weren't a good Christian. Um, so, so this is a little section of uh, our show that we call Deep Dive. And yes. it's just a little, like, you know, with the last few minutes of what our show is, we just like to 
as the title describes, deep dive deep into dive. Uh, a specific like topic. And you had a very good one, I, I, I think. I oh, think it's a good one. Thank you. Well, so what I wanted to um, deep dive into, <laughs> I like saying that <laughs> because it's it, it, it has multiple meanings, and one of them sounds <laughs> sexual. <laughs> There's any sexual meaning, Aiden I will, will find freaking it. find it. I am a child. I, yeah. I <laughs> or a really like creative person. You sure, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Yeah, totally. That that's a great way of framing it. It's you're, not immaturity. I'm. I'm. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um. Uh. So, I wanted to, like, really kind of focus in on these last few minutes on specifically how we if we have or maybe some ideas of how we could to to kind of twofold like to keep attaining and striving for those um euphoric spiritual experiences that like that we had that i had growing up in church Mm -hmm. with and separating that from the religion from the negative aspects of like realizing it's not it's not connected to yeah religion and then also like how like how can i use how can i also do that and and um have those euphoric experiences through music because that's how i always got there yeah Um, yeah and how can i keep doing that you know what would be some ways to to continue to do that i really do think that for me performing is a big aspect to that i'm sure yeah um doing drag is a really big aspect um and because my brain only works in performance mode it always yeah. has even when i was a kid like yeah. even when i was younger like in church in church they started doing this thing that was called like it was like interpretive sign language it was which really irritates me because no one in our there was a time period in our church where there was a deaf person going to church and and um boy I, how interesting <laughs> for them <laughs> Well, their 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 mom had grown up in in church, and so it wasn't mm. new for them. But um, so there was a time when so there was actual interpreting. But most of the time, we were just appropriating the language for and called. We were wow. we were appropriating sign language so that we could dance without calling it dance. That's what it was. It's all it was, literally. Um, but uh, so ever since that outlet, I finally had that teeny tiny outlet to express myself physically. I just, that was it. That was the, the the switch that clicked in my brain. And now my brain only works like that. Like, I don't listen to songs. I choreograph them, you know? I'm, yeah. not, a, I'm not a trained dancer. I'm not a, a trained, um, like, a, 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 a trained It doesn't matter if you make all. money Yeah, no, I'm just, well, no, what I mean is that I haven't, it's not a result of training. Oh, I see, is what I, I see. You know, yes. like, it's not yeah. like, oh, well, I can't do it now because I took that dance class when I was the seven. And then now I, it's not I'm that. With this I'm is with just you. how my brain has always functioned. Yeah. I always, I always think about every single song I listen to is a performance. It's on, it's on stage. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a full person act. It's, it's every, there's movements, there's people, there's costumes, there's everything, every single song I listen to. And so I definitely think that that is like a a path by which I can, you know, that I'm like, I think it's there. I think it's been in there. It's been in there the whole time. Yeah. I mean, my my answer to to your question or your deep dive is that it's important that when you're listening to music that you it's almost i mean it's so much easier said than done of course you know but like when you're listening to it and you one of all like what you're listening to and two of all you feel shame for liking it 
remember who is talking as to why you quote unquote should feel shame for what you're listening to. And also like, just ask yourself, is this in line with my, with my compass, with what Mm -hmm. I find is art or music or whatnot. And then just like, that's all the reason you need. Yeah. And again, it's it's not that easy. It's not that step by step by step, but it's a simple practice with that's difficult to enforce. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. it's a simple concept in this, in the sense that like it's, it's not, it's not complex or have, has a lot of steps, but it can be really difficult too, to yeah. enforce. You yeah. Know, along that note, I wanted some advice that I would give my customers when, you know, I cut hair for 15 years and, you know, as a hairstylist, you're basically a therapist. Basically. Who knows how to do hair, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and you're not getting paid enough for either part. Yeah. Either <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of people would come in and they they genuinely wanted your advice, you know, and they would big things like relationship advice or going to school or moving or all these kinds of things. And, and they would talk about these things. And they, yeah, but this and this person would think that and that person would think this and this is what I don't know. Well, you know, and it was all of these factors that usually I could hear was just other people's opinions. Mm hmm. So I would, I would, the advice I would give them is if you removed all of those voices, if you took this out of the equation, would you do it? You know, like if yeah. you took, if you took the, your, your parents' disapproval, if you took, you know, the, the, the church or moving away, if you took the, the, this, this person being mad at you out of the equation, would you do it? And the answer was almost immediately. Like they would, they would, yes, I would do it without, without a second thought. It's like, yes. then do that. Then that's your answer. Then that's your answer. Yes. Yeah. Because in the long run, there, this is something, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to word it correctly, that this is a lesson that I forget often, which is people who are controlling you and manipulating in that way, people who um, constantly make their disapproval known when we're worried about when we're worried about um, when we're worried like when we're worried about someone's disapproval when you just ignore that disapproval again easier said than done right but in theory yeah in theory they don't actually have any power yes so it's that kind of it's that like example of in the movies of like don't you do this now don't don't you take another step or I'm, don't you take another step if you cross that line and then you cross the line and they're like, well, don't take another step. Yeah. They don't actually have any power. Yep. They've just convinced you that they do. And that is like all of it. Because yeah. in those moments when you're listening to music, oftentimes, I mean, for me, when I'm listening to music, when I have those two, like, I love this song, but also like, this is a shit song. Yeah. And why would anyone like this song? It. No one else is around. Yeah. It's literally me. Oh my god. Listening yes. to a song alone and those opinions of that song ruins the song for yes. me. And the, but and so like yes, that is that is exactly what is needed is just like ignore or forget or like take it out of your mind those opinions. Like don't yeah. listen to that. Don't listen to the freaking yeah. song and enjoy it. Your voice <laughs> is the only one that matters. Can I say something that I constantly need reminded of? Yes. Jesus is not watching you or listening to your or thoughts. listening to your thoughts there. If you are alone, you are alone. You are alone. No one else in a, I mean, in a good way. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
you're not you're not alone (laughs) yeah you're not alone what i'm saying is when you're when you're by yourself and you're enjoying something and then you're afraid jesus like that was it sounds simple but it was mind-boggling i was like wait a second if i'm enjoying this by myself and this applies to a lot of things and not to we're we're not going to deep dive into this but like sexually yeah personally yeah um the food you eat, the clothes yep. you wear, the clothes yep. you don't wear, yep. the music you listen to, the movies you watch, the everything. If you're alone and you're enjoying this, no one's watching you. Yeah. Keep enjoying it. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. No, that voice you hear, it's actually just a voice. And like, <clears throat> yeah, like, um, and, and, and I, yeah, I yeah. want to just continue this. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, keep but going. I have one of the, I will, I will say that I'm speaking from a place where I have, um, one of my biggest triggers is I, I never had privacy as a kid. My dad would burst into my room at any given moment and at any time. And he did intentionally just to let us know he had control. So I yeah. had no privacy. I still live to this day with a fear that someone's going to burst into my house. I still, it's so intense um, I still have a hard time sleeping with my back towards my bedroom door. I have to fall asleep facing the bedroom door because even though I know no one's going to burst in, I still have that. That fear is so yeah. deeply ingrained into me. Yeah. So when I say like, oh, no one's listening, just don't listen to those voices. I'm not saying this as a um, as a privileged, you know, yeah, like uh, 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 uh neuro non-neurodivergent neurotypical neurotypical thank you neurotypical person i'm saying this as that this is something i deal with on a regular daily basis that is excruciatingly challenging for me yeah so yeah but the fact is still a fact yes that truth is still a truth and i think and i think that that privacy aspect of it of if you are alone i mean literally no one can hear your thoughts no no one can hear and you are not responsible for them Yes, that's, I mean, maybe that's something that we can deep dive into, or I have an entire episode of. We should have an entire episode about that. We should deep dive into it and have another episode and do (laughs) all of those things. The, the, you know, something that, uh, it was like something I saw online or it was a therapist said it to me personally, I can't remember, but it was like, it said that you are not, your like your thoughts don't dictate your character or who you are or your worth as a person or who you are as a person, but how you choose your to behavior. act on those thoughts. Yes. Because intrusive thoughts is a, is a intrusive very thoughts real is thing. a very real thing. And it's a very real symptom of PTSD that I deal with on a regular basis. And, 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 uh, and look, I would really like to talk about intrusive thoughts sometime like fully. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a really intense thing that because we're so conditioned to believe that, we're responsible for all of our thoughts because Jesus is listening to them. Mm-hmm. When you deal with something like intrusive thoughts, which you have absolutely no control over yeah. and they come from, they come from all manner of places and they're, they vary in degree from, from mild to silly to horribly like, I mean, awful, violent, violent, sexual, yes. like yes. Th- we are all capable of these thoughts and yeah. it has nothing to do with your character or no. what, you know what I mean? Especially but, if you have trauma, it, but like it's a symptom, like it, like these, they're, they're there. It's a real thing. Well, and, and attaching that like religious thing where if you have this, then it means that yes. and that means this of you. Yes. That is such a slippery slope. Oh. And you know what I mean? Yes, so I, I do. I 100% do. Yeah. I super 
I wrote down this as a note because I do want to have a topic where we talk about just the inner dialogue of yes. all of it. But um, yeah, I think that's something that we can deep dive on for an entire episode on. Yeah. Um, yes. And maybe with the last few minutes, um, I'm, mm, I, I struggle really hard with currently with disconnecting that, um, that like shame from enjoying music and, also trying to figure out what music I do enjoy. Yeah. And I feel like a big block for me is dancing alone. I I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't Period. I need to. I think everyone should. I know it's really healthy for you. And I know it is. It's like such a thing of like releasing energy that's Mm -hmm. blocked into your body. And I can't hardly do yoga at my house by myself. I feel so Uh. like it's, it's like that that it's it's i'm so uncomfortable like you're judging yourself enough yeah. to where you just you can't even do it yes absolutely yeah it's, and, and and i feel like there's a um i don't know i feel like if putting on a blindfold is is better for you if you're listening to music that you feel shameful for like I've found that a blindfold is kind of magical in a lot really? of different realms yeah because it gives this like I don't know. It's it's a different like sensory perception of what yes. is happening around you or not happening around you. Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah. I just never thought of that. Yeah. So, I mean that that would be my I mean that's I guess my final thoughts on yeah. on trying to move forward and reclaim these spiritual experiences with music yeah. because they happen and they are incredible. Yeah. And they're they're necessary. They're so necessary. Yeah. I mean, uh. I, I thought I had two that I want to like validate um and 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 something that I think uh, people shouldn't a lot of people should know is that you know, when we're when you inf- reinforce the idea that Jesus is watching all the time. Mm-hmm. When someone grows up from that and gets away from that, even if they decide later in life that they don't believe in Jesus. That is a concept that is, it's like a, it's like a, like a, like a a parasite, you know, it's a concept that jumps from thing to thing. So you, if you teach someone that Jesus is always watching and there's always someone in your head, there's always someone behind you watching you. And then later on when they grow up and they're like, I don't think Jesus is always watching me. That transfers to my partner's always watching me. My parents are always watching me. My friends are always watching me my everything's always watching me it's a concept that is damaging and transfers and so it's really important to not reinforce concepts like that and that's what that's how it is for me is i don't believe jesus is always watching me but i can't get away from the concept that someone is watching and judging me god damn you just blew my little mind all over again (laughs) (laughs) damn yeah because it's such a i mean it's such a slippery slope in so many ways and so many different avenues the things that are taught in these heavy religion places that but it 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 does like it slips into someone is watching me and judging Judging me me hard for everything that i'm doing and oftentimes it's me oftentimes it's me and sometimes it comes back to you and that 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 you know that parasite comes and attaches to you which is the kind of the ideal thing for that kind of concept is to eventually absolutely yeah. i mean they can't police everyone's thoughts so we need to be able to police our own thoughts and they make it very very easy they make yeah. it very very clear it's doable you know yeah. 
Um, so if anything, if I could say anything, like is please don't encourage the concept that someone's always watching you. Yeah. Like if you want to, if you believe in Jesus, that's fine. I'm not saying don't believe in Jesus, but you believe in whatever you want. Um, as long as it's not damaging or you're not dam damaging someone else. But yes. if you want to encourage the concept that there is a, a, a an all powerful being out there that is controlling something, can we agree to <laughs> encourage the concept that you always have access to this person, that not that this person always has access to you? Or that if it is very crucial to you that you believe that Jesus is watching everything that you're doing, maybe try to remove that judgment yeah that deep observing. deep judgment yeah, yeah that, not judging yeah yeah that if if they are watching they they would understand why you're having these thoughts they would understand why you're doing all of these things because you are simply a product of what you were brought into this world as yes. like you are yeah. You have neuro neuro things that are going on you have chemical things that are going on and then throw in the spice of uh cult <laughs> and then throw in the spice of being an ostracized individual not only in the society but in the world in the specific religion that you're born into all of these things are just a structure yeah yeah and a tool yes and i that that you know now talking about blowing my mind you uh, there's been a lot of there's, sorry, a, there's been a, a lot, lot of mind blowing going around. <laughs> <laughs> um the like like teaching the concept that like yeah someone like uh, like cuz cuz what I cuz I feel like if someone can see me they are judging me. Yes. Yes, period. The concept that somebody could observe my life in all its mess and all of my behaviors and and fuck ups and my brain and my all of the 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 worst the concept that someone could still see all that and be like, yeah, I get it. I still think you're a great person. Is out of my realm of. Isn't perception. that just a crazy yeah. thought? <laughs> that someone could still like see all of me and still appreciate it. That's not a concept I can I can grasp yet. Right, you know? and I mean we're. This is a longer deep dive. Whatever what? there is, <laughs> it's like that that like, because it it is warming. I can see how it's a warming thought that Jesus is always watching you. Yes. To have that. Intimacy, that that um, connection, with, connection, yeah, with yes. a, with a with a, a higher being that that with the has deity, your back. ultimately, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and to have that deity then come back and give you shit on your shit platter, like that is just like salt in a wound. Yeah. So, like, what what is so outlandish about the idea that they are observing everything that's happening both to you and by you and understanding you? on a deeper level that anyone else on this earth would understand you as, but not in a, well, you could do this better and that better and this right. better and check this off and to-do list this and all that, you know but what? in in the, you are doing everything that you can, yeah. period. That We're talking about unconditional love, which is a concept oh, that is, <laughs> which is a concept that is spoken about in a lot of religions, mm -hmm. but not actually taught. Yes. It's talked about, but it's not actually taught. We're talking about unconditional love is that something, someone, somewhere, anything could absolutely love every single thing about you and just want the best for you. Yeah. And even if you completely fuck it up, fuck everything up. Yeah. They're still just like, yeah, this may not have been the best decisions, but 
I still, but you're here like, you're and still you're doing worth. it. Yeah. You still have worth. Yes. And you still deserve to be happy and feel good. And have love. You still and deserve to still have deserve love. Love. Everyone deserves love. Every single person. Everyone has a story. Right. And we're all telling it. And everyone and 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 we don't under we don't know people's stories, but the one thing that remains is everyone deserves love. Everyone deserves like validation and acceptance. Everyone. Love and not judgment. Like everyone deserves just a little less judgment. I don't know what the opposite of judgment is. You know, love I and think hate. It's but acceptance and validation. Maybe like, acceptance. Right? Yeah. Acceptance. See, but there's not. I don't know. Whatever. People. Everyone deserves less judgment in this world because yeah. it is like the harsh critic is everywhere. Everywhere. It's, her, it's just like in literally everything that no everyone is always doing something wrong at some point. Yeah. And yeah. You know what? I don't if you ever think about if you think about it, no one ever needs to be reminded that they're fucking up. No one ever needs yes. to be reminded that they're doing something wrong. If someone is doing something wrong, they don't need to be reminded about it. They know. We know. We I mean, know. Unless they don't know at which point they do need to know. But there's a healthy balance yeah. there. You yeah. know, like that's a different there's that's a, a whole, humility yeah. Yeah. and there's a something else. I don't know. I'm thinking of like people that are like, fuck queer people. Like those people are doing well, something be, wrong. Well, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, when I, I feel like when we're when I'm speaking about these kinds of topics, I'm it's like they're in their own subcategory. Okay, we're, great. We're not talking about them <laughs> because because like we're we're not reaching them. That's yes. not, you know what I'm saying? I mean yeah. We're, yeah, we're not reaching them. That's nor do fair. we want to. So I'm talking about the people that are probably here listening that are absolutely like Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, that makes sense? Yes. Yes. So and there most is... of us we don't need to be reminded what we're doing wrong. We know, but what we could use is a little bit more acceptance. Support validation. and yeah. help and love. Yeah. Like that's that's what we're here for. Yes, that's what we're here for. And if you want more of that, you can find us on our <laughs> socials. <laughs> How was that for a segue? Was I that mean, good? Was that, that was perfect. Yeah, that okay. was a hell of a lot smoother than any of them I've done this show. <laughs> we do have an Instagram. It's it's called It's Our Turn Pod on Instagram. It's Our Turn Pod. We also um, have an email. You can email us if you have if comments, questions, if you have suggestions for topics. And if that's you, the same as the Instagram. I believe it's the same. It's our turn pod at gmail.com. It's yeah. It's just um, spelled all lowercase, all no lowercase, spaces, no periods. I T S O U R T U R N P O D at G at gmail.com. Yes. Like we'd love to hear from you. I'm not, seriously though. Yeah. We really would. DM like, us on Instagram too. Um, Aiden links, will be links. happy to yes. read those. <laughs> I will read them. Yeah. All of the on, emails. I'm trying to post more. I'm trying to get be more active. I'm just really bad at social media. You know, and I'm. You know, this is like we appreciate your patience we are human beings we do not have all the time in the world we do not have all the energy in the world we are promising some things that will happen in the future but if y'all are getting impatient like go read a book or something <laughs> like give us a week oh, speaking <laughs> of being patient um the uh the podcast we are going to have a podcast but uh, like I actually, it was supposed to be set up this week. It was, I was I actually had worked on it, and I did a bunch of the work and got it all worked out, and then realized I fucked it all up, and so I had to start over from the beginning. And I was like, "Well, I'm not doing it this week then." Well, <laughs> like, and I, yeah, and y'all don't. I don't even know how much work it goes into editing all of this stuff. It's a lot. I'm sure it's a lot, <laughs> which is why I don't do it. Um, but yeah, so we are going to have the archives of the show um, on some sort of website, something so at some point. By next Saturday, this is my personal goal. This isn't, I want this to happen. By next Saturday, we'll have at least the first two episodes up 
it should be um it, i don't know how long it pro the, the process takes for like you know apple and google to approve yeah to allow us but um i'm gonna get working on it so that by next week it should be wherever you listen to your podcast you should be able to find um this podcast it's our turn queers and cults Woo. we're calling it yeah and with that Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to everyone. To, thanks for listening to everyone. And yeah. <laughs> to everyone, we thank you for listening. <laughs> this has been a blast. We'll be back next week. We will, um, both of us. Yeah, both of us. Back. We will be back next week. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. You're all beautiful and amazing, and you deserve love. Hey, have a good week. Have a Go good week. treat yourself to some you to time, yourself. for yeah. God's sake. Don't spend your time on anyone else other no than yourself. Else. They never deserve. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.